Oh, so it's so lovely uh, to meet you. Um, can I just check, um, how, what, what pronouns would you prefer for me to, to speak to you with? You are joking. I, I'm, let me answer that first. What pronouns? You mean he, him, she, she, they? Is that what you mean? I just, I honestly, I just want, I just want you to feel as comfortable as possible. Look, I, look, you have to call me His Excellency. Okay, yeah, no, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, Your Excellency, um, what, what, I mean, what brings you to stand-up? Why did you decide that you wanted to take an online stand-up class? Before I start, I don't mean to be rude, and I hope you don't take any offence, because I know we're in Britain. I, I thought you were a man. Your name, I thought... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were a male stand-up teacher. No, 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 sorry. I, I mean, that has happened to me before, but um, uh, I'm not... I'm not blessed enough to have a penis, I'm afraid. Um, so, uh, so. Um, no, hold on, yeah. hold on. So you, you are a woman. I asked for a man. What do you know about comedy? Look at the time. You should be cooking breakfast for your husband in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I have been doing stand-up for about 15 years. So uh, fingers crossed that'll balance it all out. But... I keep hearing that women are not funny. What are you, what can you teach? I, I want, I, I, I thought, I thought I was having a male stand-up teacher. Well, I mean, you've certainly got a very strong point of view. So I think that will really help, um, you know, when you're on stage, I think that's good. We can use this, you know, this energy we can really use. I, I'm not so sure. I, my women are normally in the kitchen no woman has ever taught me anything in my life but i'm prepared i'm prepared to give it a go brilliant brilliant um so um what i usually find helpful you know when you start doing stand-up what wh why have you decided you want to give stand-up a go by the way look i have been under house arrest by your civilian prime minister boris johnson since march last year and I've not been able to go back home and what have I been doing with my time I have been watching British comedy you know Russell Kane, Regina D Hunter all these people on life at the Apollo and I'm saying to myself I address my audience I have large crowds of people that I and they find me funny why can't I do stand up i'm very much interested in going on stage and making british people laugh and mm -hmm. i know i can do it that's that is what has inspired me being under house arrest and watching all these civilian comedians sarah pasco i'm sure you know them all mm -hmm. and in, in your previous job did you do a lot of public speaking Oh, I had large crowds of people, even though they had to be forced to be there. I had a large audience, big, massive, a lot, a lot, more than, more than your comedy audiences, more than your comedy audiences. I mean, we're talking about thousands of thousands of people in town halls. Look, don't start me up. They, you know, they, they were there. Even if I had to force them to be there, even if I had to rent a crowd, 
they were there. That's amazing. Wow, that's so impressive. That's so impressive. So you feel comfortable in talking in front of a, an audience? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, a leader of a great nation. Why wouldn't I be comfortable? You think I'm one of your British politicians who keep babbling rather than not able to construct a sentence. I can do this. I know I can do this. I just need the platform. Uh, you know, I have a lot to say on stage. This is brilliant. Can I just say, I just think it's wonderful and I love your confidence. You've got a real sassy attitude. And I think that we, we're, we can just really use that. And you've got such a strong voice anyway. And um, I think it's just like find, finding what we need to work together is to find your inner clown. That's what we really need to find. Like your inner, the silly president of Bonjo. You know, the, the, you know, the bit about yourself that you, you know, that, you know, makes you an individual. So, um, what I think is helpful is, so when you're standing in front of your crowds, you know, and you walk on stage for the first time, what do you think they see when they, they see you for the first, first time? What pops into their head, do you think? And we can make, you know, we can play you with that. They are, they are terrified. They are terrified. They adore me. They, 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 you know, I have developed a cult personality. They, they, you know, some of them are frozen, even when some of them haven't even had anything to eat. They're, they're there watching me. They, 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 they probably are frightened. They know they have to pay attention and they have to listen to what I have to say. Okay. So like most comedians, you walk on stage and it's like, oh, I know what you're thinking. Either I'm like overweight or I'm very short or, you know, uh, I've got, you know, crazy hair. Where you're working with, when I walk on stage, I know what you're thinking. I'm terrified. I'm forced to be here. And I'm, you know, nervous for my life. Okay. Okay, no, that's good. At least you know what the audience are thinking when you see them for the first time. That's really important. Um, what do you think? If we're working on material, it's great to think about what your flaws are. So like, I'm quite a people pleaser. I really like need people to like me. So a lot of my jokes come from that. What do you think your like flaws about yourself are? I have no flaws whatsoever. Flaws are for weak people. I am a strong man. I have no flaw. I, what do you mean by flaws, by the way? You mean weaknesses? Like, do you think, or like, do you think like maybe um, you take yourself too seriously or, you know, you're bad with ladies? You know, maybe, you know, you've had bad luck in your love life. Now, yeah, I have six wives. So that has been, I've been through many women in my life. Um, but I wouldn't regard that as a flaw. I would regard that as spreading joy and love to the whole world and having as many obonjos as possible while mm -hmm. I'm still very much alive. But there was one thing you said, you spoke about material. Mm -hmm. uh, this is material. What I am wearing is material. Is that not what you mean? I mean, what do you mean by material? Well, so when you go on stage, you know, um, 
it's like what you talk about, you know, how you communicate, what you communicate with the audience. So in your usual job, what is it like, what sort of things do you usually say to the audience? And maybe we could make that funnier. I, I'd say death to the West, death to democracy. I say death to the West, death to democracy. I talk about how we African nations, especially my country, need to be independent, need to be away from the IMF and, and, and the World Bank. They, and they hail me. They, whenever I condemn the West, they hail me. When I condemn Western democracy, my people are, are, are applauding me. You know, they, they, they start clapping and they, they go into some kind of frenzy as soon as I say death to the West. I mean, I think we can work with that. I think that's really interesting. And that's a really strong point of view. What about if we framed it as, have you ever noticed the way in the West, they, you know, are maybe more controlled, whereas we here do things this way? Yes. Yeah, I think that could work. Even more. though I think, I, yeah, I think so. But having spent a year in this country under house arrest and watching your government, yeah, they, are, they have begun to control people. Or could you have like maybe funny observations? Have you, have you like for your time here in the UK, have you had like notice like, oh, that's crazy things that you British people do? Yes, I have. I have noticed. I have noticed, for example, because I have been using Twitter and I have noticed that there are quite a lot of people who condemn your government on a regular basis. They, 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 they are almost like the opposition is no longer in existence. I call them uh, the alternative to British Prime Minister. They just go on Twitter and this, I said they're frightened to actually start a revolution, which is what I think at times this country needs. So there are, well, I call them Twitter uh, warriors, you know, keyboard warriors. They just go on Twitter and as soon as I'm sure if it wasn't because of the fact I was preparing uh, for this uh, session, I would probably would have been watching the Andrew Marr show you know, and after the Andrew Marr show, people go on Twitter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I, am I making sense? Yeah. So, yes, that, that, I, I find that really interesting. Is that see, people can attack, you know, for example, your dear leader, Boris Johnson, even if he doesn't comb his hair, people are attacking him for the state of his hair. I just find that really amusing. I find that, yeah, I just find it strange that you are, you are allowed to attack what your prime minister looks like you are you are allowed to attack uh, who he dates you are allowed to at one point it was it last week they were complaining that uh, his uh, his first girlfriend uh, happens to be has a lot of influence in, in who gets appointed i just find the whole thing ridiculous you, you that's too much freedom of speech in your country I, I mean, I think there's loads in this. I think there's loads in this because British people love it, especially if you're gigging in the UK, British people love it when an outsider takes the piss out of them. So if you can be like, in your country, you guys, you know, form a revolution by making snarky jokes on Twitter, whereas in my country, you know, what, what, what would, you guys do well they don't do they can't there's nothing if they use the internet in a way that criticizes me we shut it down you know i say to my people yes you can give 
freedom of speech. But when you deliver that speech, there is no freedom. So they know they have to behave themselves. So if I've heard you correctly, are you saying there's a word where it says you have to compare and contrast? Maybe I can compare and contrast Laughter Republic with Britain in terms mm -hmm. of funny observations. Is that what you are saying? I think that would be brilliant. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. But again, we, we need to get to know you better as well. <clears throat> and it's a really important bit of stand-up. It's like, like vulnerable, like the insecure part of yourself, you know, like the bit of you that you're most embarrassed about. Like, um, what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? Most embarrassing thing? Well, uh, you remember when the lockdown restrictions, because you've had, I think you've had three or four, I can't even remember. Uh, there was a time when your civilian prime minister uh, gave people the opportunity to go out. And I took, because uh, I'm not familiar with the London Underground. So I decided I was going to, you know, do some sightseeing. I can't remember if it was after the first lockdown or second lockdown. And I took a train. And when I arrived at King's Cross, the underground, I genuinely thought I waved a train down because I thought just like a bus, you can wave it down. And people were looking at me while I was on the ground trying to stop this train so that I could get in. That's brilliant. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. Because it's showing us the ridiculous side to you. So you go on stage, you may be in front of like hundreds of people and you're just showing the vulnerable, silly side to you. Have you ever done that before? No, nobody has ever seen me in a vulnerable position. No one, no one not even my wife's because you see I as a leader I have and it's the same it is the same when I look at Boris Johnson you know he, he you know he's showing his vulnerability with the way he acts on stage when he addresses you a, a leader should not show any vulnerability I think that might be difficult for me to go on stage and start sharing my vulnerability that is not that is not uh, something I genuinely want to do can I just dictate can't I just stand up? Can't I just get them to stand up and start laughing without even cracking any jokes? Can't they? Is it not the same? I think the thing is, you've shown a lot of people then you know, the president of Bungo, the dictator of Bungo. But I think what we need to see is the real of Bungo. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what is really interesting is you are not pronouncing my name properly. And actually, that what you said, Obongo, they might even find that funny on stage. Because if you are struggling to, because what I notice is when they are about to bring the likes of Regina D. Hunter and Omi Janali onto the stage, there is a, they call it an MC who pronounces mm -hmm. kind of like warm them. I don't even need an MC to warm the crowd up because you know i i do the warming up i think i can do the warming up myself but what worries me is if you can't pronounce my name properly can the mc pronounce my name properly can you imagine the mc coming on stage and calling me president obongo that's my, my in my head i think that could even get a laugh yeah yeah you could work with that definitely 
really, really good. I mean, certainly loads of times my name gets mispronounced and that sort of gives me a joke off the back of it. You can maybe reference it with them when you walk on stage. But you know what I want to do? Because I don't want a situation where it is very similar to what other people do. Like, uh, because I've watched, I've watched British comedy a lot and uh, I don't want to go on stage and start talking, oh, guess what? You got my name wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because everybody talks about, especially as an African, you know, I don't, you know, I want something, I want, I want something unique and different. I want to entertain the British audiences. I, and, 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 and I, I uh, my barometer for success is I want you to get me onto life at the Apollo after this session. Okay. I mean, that's not maybe that unrealistic. And um, who, who in, so your comedy, who would be your comedy idols? Is there anybody who you think is really funny? Um, Mussolini. I don't know much of his comedy stuff. Um, Italians are very funny though. Yeah, they are very funny. But when you say comedy heroes, you mean like comedians that I have seen that I could say, am I here? No, how can... How can civilian comedians be my hero? It's impossible. They, 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 it should be the other way around. I, they, I don't know. I, maybe comedians, I don't see them as heroes. Maybe comedians that I like, it, it, does that help? Is it about comedians? Yeah. No, rather than heroes. No, it can't be civilian comedians. Civilian comedians can't be my heroes in no shape or form. Saddam Hussein, uh, Colonel Gaddafi, you know, because they were comical, comical characters. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 comedy heroes. Do you think your military background, could you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yes, yes, I, I, I think I can. And, uh, you know, there was one day I took a walk to uh, Tesco because there's no waitress where I am under house arrest. And I wore my uniform uh, because I was addressing members of the public. And I just noticed when I arrived at Tesco, there was some kind of tension because I think they thought I was a Walter Mitty that I was pretending to be in the British Army. Because mm -hmm. I had a few people say, what is he doing wearing that? uniform and i thought hmm, maybe that could be something that mm -hmm. i could use on stage that could be funny i don't know i've never done stand-up comedy before mm -hmm. i you know so this is why i am here this is so good this is so i mean you've so many interesting ideas so many interesting ideas like you walk on stage and you could say i know what you're thinking i'm in the english army but i'm actually in a different army Mm, yeah that's good where do you think what do you think um where do you feel the most relaxed sometimes before you get on stage it's really important that you're at your most confident and your most relaxed so what makes you feel the most you the most relaxed that gets you into that really playful headspace my six wives they are always with me before i address the nation you know they're behind you know, before I go on stage addressing, they are there with me. And I always want to make sure that whenever I deliver my speech, because I have one wife for each day of the week, 
I always want to make sure I am delivering my speech on a Sunday, which, which is my day of resting. You know, mm-hmm. I can address my nation and I am, I am happier. I'm in my happy mood on a Sunday because I have been through all my wives throughout the week. And is there, have you any like funny stories about what it's like having six wives? I have. Do I have any stories? I, I times I imagine what it would be like if all my six wives were with me while I was under house arrest. Mm-hmm. How would we cope? How would we survive? Um, I actually found this bit funny. So the, my favorite wife is the one that I sleep with on a Wednesday. And uh, I spoke to uh, mother the other day. We don't get on very well, but we spoke on Zoom. And so I recorded our conversation as evidence. I don't know whether that is funny. In my head, it feels like it's funny uh, recording a conversation on Zoom with your mother-in-law. But I don't know. I have, I have never, I don't know how these comics do it where they just go on stage and people start laughing. I don't know whether they try it out. I don't know how it works because, you know, I've never cracked a joke in my life. Well, I think you're a very, you're a naturally, you're a charismatic person. You've, like I said, you've got a very strong point of view. I think it's about just finding the vulnerability, the things that cause you problems in life and sharing that with the audience and connecting it so you're vulnerable and then they you know they get to laugh at you they get to um have that brief moment of you know catharsis you know know, i i am not a buffoon i don't want them laughing at me i don't want them seeing me like my late father idi amidada who they saw as a as a as a comical character i want them to laugh with me, I have messages that I want to deliver to the British electorate or audiences, you know, or crowd, you know. I, I want I want the room to be packed, to be full, like I normally would have it if I was delivering a political address. Is there something, sometimes a lot of comedians, you know, they use their platform to like talk about racism or to talk about social injustice. Is there any sort of like issue that you feel really passionate about that maybe you could talk about on stage? Oh, definitely. I think democracy is organized crime. Democracy Mm -hmm. is a virus and we need to find a way of flattening the curve. So I genuinely want to be in a position where I am talking to your people about the flaws of democracy and how over, let I give you an example. Uh, I give you an example. Democracy has been in existence, who knows how long, for a long time. And I have also not just been watching your comics, I have been watching your politicians. They can't seem to fix anything. You know, it's like the NHS, they, they can't fix the NHS, they can't fix education, they can't fix unemployment. Every time there is an election, these same subjects are spoken about regularly. It doesn't matter whether you're on the left or the, or the right of the political movement, they can't seem to fix anything. So I think there is an alternative. I bring an alternative view to the British people. 
and what would be what would be your because sometimes it's good to come up with like a comedy solution so you know you know that silly answer to a problem so what would be your comedy answer to the problem of democracy it is a virus and we need to flatten it we need to find a vaccine for it that eradicates it it is an infectious disease we need you know these are just ideas that i have that we need to suspend democracy we need to protect it lock it up and find another alternative my only worry is if you only have five minutes it might be hard to fish a call to end democracy just into your first five minutes hold on why five minutes why would they give me why would they give a world leader five minutes to talk to to uh, a crowd of people why well so what will happen is like once you start doing stand-up is and um, you sort of have to build up your time so if you're on a sort of a usual comedy night especially if you're a new act you would just be doing a, a short five minute set in the middle of other acts doing longer and then if you overrun they will give you a red light hold on so not only will they give me five minutes they will regard me as a new act even though I have been president of a great nation for 11 years. Don't, don't take into account my status, my, my, my cult personality. Who are these people who decide that it's only five minutes and I am a new act? Well, it's just, if you don't play the big clubs a lot, you know, it's just very hard to get stage time, unfortunately. Okay. But that's where I have you. Well, great. So that's, we're going to work on those five minutes if we can get as many ideas about the call of the end to democracy, your six wives, and maybe how the West is failing compared to your country, if we can get like that into like a nice tight five minutes, then, you know, if six months, maybe a year down the line, you could be looking at 10 minutes. You're joking. Then... You are joking. I do five minutes for a year and then that this feels like are you serious or are you having a laugh? Is this your way of making me uh, So I do five minutes for a year and then I then do, when do I do an hour? When do I do two hours? Well, there's this thing, so you could do the Edinburgh Festival. The only problem is you could do, let's say an hour on the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The only problem is audience wise, you could be looking at maybe like five, 10 people on a good day, just when you're starting out. And then, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the line. Once we get you on Life the Apollo, we could be looking at bigger numbers. Wow. So how long do you think it would get me? How long would it take for me to be recognized as a, a, a professional stand-up comedian? Well, luckily for you, the BBC are looking to really develop right-wing comedy talent. So I think you've got a real niche there. I think if you can represent yourself as like the only Tory comedian, I can definitely see you being on Mock the Week in a few months' time. Did you say Tory? But I'm not conservative. I'm, I'm, I'm the least democratic leader. Look at how I'm dressed. I'm undemocratic. How could I be seen as right-wing? Well, I think this is even brilliant because they, they, there's always complaints about too many left-wing comedians. Mm. There's very few 
authoritarian dictator comedians on the circuit. Yes. There's yes. very few. I can't think off the top of my head of any other anti-democracy stand-up comedians on the circuit, which means you definitely have a niche. Ah, that is that. I, look, I, I, I have to say to you, I am very, very impressed with what you have just said. And you've really changed my, my mind about women just being in the kitchen cooking for their husbands. But thank you that means a lot to me thank you but yes so you are talking of niche when you say niche do you mean uh a unique selling point that that it's it's i'm the only one who will be doing that you're the only sort of like why not give dictatorship a try comedian i can think of on the circuit i could be wrong but i think Definitely that sort of, I haven't heard of anybody else doing material from that point of view. And I think just from a box ticking perspective, they will be looking for talent that represents that community. Wow, even though Britain is not under a dictatorship. Yeah, I, like I think this. it's exciting. I, I like this, I like this. When can we start? When can you start getting me gigs? Okay, so what I'll need you to do is, just maybe before I see you next, I want to, you to journal, just really dig deep into your thoughts. I want you to think of your flaws, you know, times you made mistakes, you know, embarrassing things about yourself. Maybe your last job as a dictator, maybe funny things happened while you're, you know, leading a country. Uh, you know, if any funny things happened in the workplace or in your office or anything like that audiences love all that and then think of like how you present you know the advantages of dictatorship but like in, in a bit of a funny way and maybe do a few like in democracy you do this but in dictatorships we do that i think i think there's loads there i think it's a really exciting topic can i ask are you left wing or right wing I'm professionally left-wing. This is really ridiculously funny. I think that a left-wing stand-up teacher is teaching me how to do stand-up. Do you think the British people will find me funny? I think you are the voice of a silent majority in this country. And I think like I said, there's a big gap, there's a big market for this. And I really think a fresh, sassy take on the far, 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 far right. I think, why not? I haven't heard it before. Let's give it a go. There is somebody who saw me. Uh, this is what I don't seem to understand because I have never done stand-up comedy. I remember that same day I went to Tesco and I was having a chat with someone and this person then said oh and this is one of many reasons why I am talking to you now he said that uh, oh you make a good stand-up comedian have you ever heard of Al Murray the pub landlord mm -hmm. and I didn't understand the connection between Al Murray and myself because I was just going out there to get some Viagra 
And yeah, I just didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Well, he's very different. He's a character act. So that's sort of a different thing. Okay. So that's just somebody pretending to be like an extreme character. So I don't really know. I think she was just a little bit confused, but he's still very successful. So, you know. So would the British audience see me as a president performing stand-up or a president doing stand-up in uniform? Or are they actually, my worry is, are they going to take me seriously? Are they, do they, would they see me as a stand-up comedian or would they see me as, I don't know, a character act? Well, maybe if, I don't know like how many sort of, you know, war crimes or things like that that you committed, but maybe you could start or finish your act by like reading out evidence of your political record. That'd be a great way of going, ha, 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 but like, I'm also serious. Just to differentiate, because you don't, that would be really annoying. You don't want people to think that it's like just a silly costume. Mm, yeah, which is, which is what uh, mm -hmm. uh, I was Some people of. think, some people like might think I'm not even Irish, you know, like that's, you know, offensive in itself. Mm. Okay. I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I just think, honestly, I'm so excited to work with you. I think there is so much there. I think really be like, we see president, you know, on the posters or whatever. Forget that. Now we want to see the real president, the vulnerable, the lovable, the human side. I think once you show the public that, they will fall in love with you. Thank you very much. I have to say the the the... The vulnerability one is the one that is a bit challenging for me because in my country and where I come from, you shouldn't show your vulnerability in public. Mm -hmm. You should be, always be strong. So that is one bit that I need to carefully consider. Mm -hmm. But once, you know, once you have that, that's, you know, that's the, the key. That's the secret. Okay. Let them see your clown. Okay, so what next? Well, I think I'm going to give you homework. Uh, I want you to go watch some of your favorite sort of like stand-ups for inspiration. So some of the people, I'm not aware of all of them, but see, you know, watch, you know, what they do. Maybe make notes about what you find inspiring about it. Is there is there any comedians that you would recommend that I watch based on what? Because I know uh, they're all civilians, but is there anyone that you think in Britain uh let me think who's the nearest to a dictator in uk comedy uh i would say tom allen is not a military dictator but he has basically invaded every single television show at the moment and i think he must have some military power or something there's something going on, so I would maybe watch some of his stuff. Did you call, is, is it Tommy Allen or Tom Allen? Tom Allen. And it's spelled A-L-E-N-I-G? A-L-L-E-N. Okay, okay, Tom I think Allen. he's good. 
I think, yeah, I think you, it'll be interesting. You okay. know, just get lots of inspirations from different things. Maybe you could put him in touch with me. Maybe we could have a chat. <laughs> but I really, I really want to do this. You know, I, I, I am genuinely, I want to do this like now, right? You know, it's like I'm not getting any younger. You know, I, I want to do it now. I really, I am excited by what well, you do. You have said. anything? Do you have any like jokes or something that you want to try out? Jokes that I want to try out, or like a funny story, a funny anecdote. Funny anecdote. What is an anecdote? It's just like you know, a little, a true story from your life. A true story from real life. Let me see. I have this idea actually i found out this morning i was doing some research because a lot of people think that my father is the late idiami dada because they always say that i remind him or remind them of my father so this is just an idea so i was thinking maybe if i came up with a story that said that I was his illegitimate son because he had an affair with a woman in Nigeria. And that's why people don't know me. And then I am trying to prove to the world by taking a DNA test to prove that Idi Amid Dada is my mm -hmm. father. Because I have to say to you, why would I wake up one morning at the age of 45 wearing an army uniform, calling myself President Obonjo? <laughs> if I didn't believe that he is my father. So I don't know whether that is funny, but I just thought, <laughs> so in my, you know, I don't know whether this happens to comics. You have an idea of what you think is funny in your head. And until you try it, you don't know. But I think there's something funny about me trying to chase, prove to the world that Idi Amid Dada is my father. So for example, today, before I spoke to you, I was doing some research and I had no idea that Idi Amid Dada had his own coin, his own money. And I have my own money and we post together in the same way. And I just thought, wow, you don't need DNA tests anymore. That is proof. Yeah. I don't know whether that makes sense, but you know, I just, those are the sort of things that I, I you see, uh, I don't, I don't write things down. They're all just in my head because mm -hmm. I believe I am an intelligent man. You know, the West will say I'm delusional, but I just think I am, I, I genuinely think I am funny already. Actually, mm -hmm. I just need that platform. That's my belief. I just need the platform uh, to, 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 to show people uh, that I can do stand up. Well, I think a lot of Edinburgh shows are about comedians talking about their dead dads. So if your dead dad is Idi Amin, I mean, that's a real hook. You could really get reviewers in to see that, you know, it's definitely an emotional journey. No, it is an emotional journey because, you know, look at me. It is 12.17 on a Sunday and I am in uniform at home under house arrest. It's great. Comedy is pain. Comedy is pain, you know. You have this pain, this journey, you're under house arrest, you know, exiled from your country. Y use that. Thank you. I would. I would. So, yes. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I believe I've got jokes, even though I haven't written them down. They're just in my head. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm the sort of person when I deliver speeches, you know, it's not, I don't need teleponter. I just know what I want. And then I put some humor. I'm, even before I even say anything, my people are laughing and they're laughing with me, not at me, laughing with me. And when you give your speeches, do you ever like ad lib or do things ever come into your head if you're giving, you know, in your past job when you were giving, you know, Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I don't know what you mean by ad lib, but I just stuff that I wasn't thinking of talking about just comes from this, you know, I just remember something or, or, or the response from my people. So when I say death to the West, death to the West, and they start screaming, hey, I just, I just come up with something else. And, and you know. maybe that, so catchphrases are very important in comedy. So maybe you could use some of your old catchphrases mm. and that could be like your stand-up catchphrase. And then when you're walking down the street, people who know you, recognize you, will be shouting the catchphrases at you. Mm. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's loads in this. I think you've got a really strong voice. I think, um, you're not just saying that because you're frightened. This is you're in the UK now. This is the thing you're going to finally going to realize that people find you funny for you, not just what you have the ability to do to their family, you know, and I think for your self confidence, that will make a big difference. Okay. Yeah. So if, if I've heard you correctly, you are telling me that I have transferable skills moving from uh, a leader of a country addressing an audience to actually doing stand-up comedy addressing an audience. I am fascinated. I, I am fascinated. I, you know, I, you know, my wife's were even complaining, I'm spending too much time watching British comedy. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, loads of comedians do mother-in-law jokes. You can do six different mother-in-law jokes. Mm. Think of the advantage that gives you. Mm. Mm. How expensive Valentine's Day must be at your house. Oh, very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, I like this. I like this. I want, I, I thank you so much. You, you have really given me uh, some real good pointers. You know what? I think the two of us are going to go on a journey together. I think we're unlikely pair, but I think ultimately we're both going to learn a lot from each other. Why do you say unlikely? It's not like I proposed to marry you or something. No, but I mean, you know, you're, you know, maybe uh, uh, we both sort of have pl different political opinions. Oh, and I oh. think a lot of people would assume that we wouldn't get on. But I think through the process of working together, we'll realize maybe we're not so different. This is why the West gets me wrong. I'm happy you said that. You should let, you should let them know that I'm not a bad person. Look at how. We've been talking for well over an hour. You know, there's something they call, you guys called chemistry. It's it's working. It's, you know, if this wasn't working, there's no way we would have been talking up to now. Yes, I am excited. Brilliant. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. I'd, uh, if you contact my people uh, for the next session and uh, we will arrange to send you a check for today's uh, uh, session, unless it's free. Well, I was a bit confused because I received my payment, but it seemed to be in sort of a currency that I didn't quite quite recognize. And the email was a bit confusing. 
Yet the currency is called Laughter Republic currency. We replaced it from chicken giblets. Uh, it's okay. stronger. It's stronger than uh, down the pound. Uh, okay. So you get double, double whatever you asked for. But don't worry about the email address. This is more to do with security. We have to secure. You know, there are lots of scammers since this lockdown. So you, you will get your payment. You will get your okay. payment. You just, yeah, you will get your payment. Okay, brilliant. Okay, well, let's keep in touch. Yeah. I look, I'm very excited about working with you. Um, and uh, yeah, just think about your vulnerability, wacky stories from, you know, your previous job. And I think we're looking at, like I said, with your unique selling point, mainstream UK success in about a year. Yeah, we'll see. I want it sooner. I want it like now. I don't mm -hmm. think I can wait a year. Is, it, is, is my success dependent on me or dependent on you finding? I mean, how do I get gigs, for example? How do so I get you'll need you'll need to email different promoters with sort of um, a sort of list of the gigs you've done. If you've any short clips, do you have any clips of you performing? No, well, performing to my to my people. I've never ever been on stage performing stand up. Well, if there's any bits of you, if of like maybe your speeches that maybe are funnier, you could edit that to make it look like it's a stand up set. Okay. Okay. So if you send that to performers or to to people who book gigs, and then if you've got any, do you have any like quotes, any? reviews or any you know journalists things that people have written about you oh yes my 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 un speech where i asked the 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 west to 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 to, to i don't want to swear where i was condemning the west that went down very very well lots of reviews from newsweek uh you know all these major mainstream organizations they they really they said it was really uh, first time that an, uh, an African leader has been really outspoken. Brilliant, brilliant. So what you need to do is any of the quotes that you think might be useful, just, you know, clip them out. So add any bit of your speeches that might be funny, stick that in. Then any quotes that, you know, out, it doesn't matter if it's out of context, like startling or um, I'll never forget that. Brilliant. Put that into the email then just say your availability and and yeah and then maybe email if you sort of look up comedy producers you know that are booking tv shows that you think would be suitable for you send them an email you know a little bio describing your background stuff okay. like that you just want to get your name out maybe you can make little youtube videos go on TikTok. you just want to build up a following yeah yeah, I remember the review from Newswatch UN. Um, they said I was bombastic. Do you think that would that would work? That Amazing! Would work. Oh. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Perfect. I think Tom Allen's been described as bombastic as well. Brilliant. Wow. Perfect. Really, really good. Yeah. You I, just I, want to I, stand out. I, 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 I genuinely. If if you're saying this, Tommy Allen is mm -hmm. is uh, the has the some of the dictator uh, uh, characteristics? Mm -hmm. Then I would want to meet him. But I will watch his. I will watch his clip. 
But look, thank you so much. And Pleasure. I, 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 you, 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 you're comfortable with this? You really want to, to be my stand-up teacher? I think it's brilliant. I just love working with new, exciting talent. And just like, it's great to have just different voices in comedy. And I think what you definitely have is a unique voice. So I think that's so exciting. Look, thank you so much. Uh, I have to go now. Uh, you've done really well because I, you for someone who dictates, you know, it should be the other way around, but it's okay. I, 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 I am prepared to learn. And I, I, I think I have mellowed since I have been on exile here. I have mellowed uh, a little bit, but thank you. Uh, you can, you can go now, go and cook for your, for your husband. Uh, your Royal Excellency, it's been so great chatting to you. Thank you very much. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.